0: This is Josh Snyder with Thoughtful Discussions. I don't have Corey with me today. He's busy doing some other things,
1: but I do have... Sam Arnold.
0: And tell me about yourself and what you do.
1: Yeah, so I'm a born and bred Pittsburgher. Awesome. Grew, I grew up in Shaler, uh, okay. class of 2006. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I've been in Pittsburgh uh, through my adult life. Uh, currently part owner of uh, a training facility in East Liberty shape training. Awesome. And, uh, so I've been doing that, uh, as the training development director entrepreneur there since, um, 2015. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a Pittsburgher. I'm a traveler. Uh, I love to see and learn new things. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Love it. And, um, what are, what, tell me about like a little bit, what led up to, uh, I mean, right now you've been a, a small business owner. Have you, when you came on in 2015, were you, Did you buy in then or did you come on as a trainer then?
1: So I guess, you know, it's easiest to understand the full scope of shape training. Yeah. Um, You know, so right now there are six owners. Okay. When I was brought in, there were also six. Not all of the faces are the same. Got it. Um, But we had started as a group of friends who had worked together at like a more of a corporate situation. Gotcha. We worked at the LA Fitness in Bakery Square. Yeah. Prior to that was Urban Active. Got it. If you know, if you've been in Pittsburgh for a decade. <laughs> Not, uh, Eleven years for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know where Bakery Square, Bakery Square was. Um, yeah. It still is. But you know, we had started there just training. It was a great facility to work at. Yeah. And they got bought by LA Fitness. Okay. Kind of shook things up for us. Got it. Everybody kind of said, you know, this isn't necessarily the place that we were you know, feeling called to want to work here. Right. And so we all kind of went our separate ways. You know, some of us went, you know, one of us went down to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I ended up traveling, went and lived in Australia for a year. Awesome. Love um, it. I've been a couple of the other guys. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, always reasons to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but a couple of the other guys had, you know, been training and really kind of looking at the, the fitness uh, culture and, and uh, opportunities in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing that, you know, it just wasn't there. And right. so there was still a need for that. Yeah. And called, you know, had some ideas called all of us kind of back together again. And, mm. you know, we decided to start our own our situation and shape training has been, you know, really, I think doing a good thing in the, in the, in the community as far as the fitness world yeah. you know, since, since 2014. Got you.
0: Yeah. And so when you, when you came into it, uh, were you one of the
1: founders or, or you came in like a year after it started? So I'm not one of the founders now. Okay. I started about nine months in. Got it. Yeah.
0: So but you, you knew most of the people that were already involved. Yeah. I knew, got every, it.
1: I knew everybody except for one that was on the, uh, like the original group of, got it. Of owners. Yeah. Got it.
0: Love it. And so, and, and that's changed a little bit. Um, to, does like, uh, when someone comes out, like, does, does a new person have to come in or like exactly how does that?
1: No, no. I think that's a good question too. It just all kind of worked out. Yeah. There's just, you know, I think uh, you you always come into a situation with your best intentions, you know, and, and you don't necessarily know what to expect, especially in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. So the more, the more, the longer I'm in it, the more I learn about it and, you know, I think looking back, there's probably some things that we're naive about, but uh, absolutely. <laughs> I think well, you could say with entrepreneur. yeah, we'll more.
0: dive into that a little bit more later for sure. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's um, exactly the type of uh, thoughtful discussions that we're looking to get into. Yeah. So, um, what what was your calling for, like personal training, where you're like, this is something that you know. I'm already good at, I already like doing, and then, and I want to help other people with that. Yeah. Like, how's that, how did that kind of play out?
1: So I think, you know, I I went to undergrad uh, at Pitt. I went and studied exercise science. Okay. My my original idea was, you know, I played sports in high school. Got it. I was a decent athlete, but not enough to, you know, go and play college. So I knew I had to do something to make, make some money. Yeah. And, you know, I was wanting to have a way that I could still help people. Got it. Um, I, I was had an interest in like the way that the body moved and i think that you know the you know i had some injuries in high school got it and that kind of maybe pointed me you know i ended up in the training facility like in the athletic training room okay getting some treatment right i thought pt physical therapy was going to be my route and just didn't pan out yeah and so after college uh you know i kind of had this the opportunity to, to maybe do research yeah and you know, get really nerdy and like learn and dive into something, Yeah, you know, but maybe not be talking to anyone. And I had the opportunity to, to take a personal training position, gotcha, which kind of led me to like a fork in the road. And I just wasn't prepared to, to sit behind a desk. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just felt like I, I got a lot more out of um, talking with people and helping people. Mm. And I said, you know, Let's give this a try, even though it's not necessarily something I was I had ever really considered. Right, and it turned out to be one of the best decisions I ever made. Amazing, yeah,
0: love it. Um, and uh, and growing up, like, did you did you have any entrepreneurial experience or any like family or friends that were entrepreneurs that you kind of looked up to and you're like, this is a thing, or did it just like when it when the opportunity presented itself, you were like, oh, this is this is the move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, to be honest, I I don't think that I necessarily had any explicit uh, visions of entrepreneurship or, yeah. or being in business per se. Sure. Uh, I think if I, you know, I do look back like when I was real little and, yeah. you know, I, I was always competitive. Yeah. You know, so I like that aspect. Got I, it. Once I got into personal training, I realized that I enjoyed sales mm. and I wasn't bad at it. Right. And, you know, I think back like when I was like a little kid, you know, they had, I think there was one competition that, and I don't even know if it was a competition, but, you know, you like sell chocolates around the neighborhood as like a fundraiser mm-hmm. and it's like i really was motivated by that it's like if you you know get to this certain marker you're yeah. going to be able to get this little uh like telephone in your bedroom and yeah <laughs> so like that was what drove me i was like that's the thing i want yeah and you know i think you set a goal and maybe you, that was yeah. yeah i think when Got i was it. like real little maybe that was one of the things that that had kind of uh drew me towards like that competitive aspect of sales and, and entrepreneurship yeah love it I also do not like to be told what to do. It's
0: a thing. Yeah. Once you work for yourself, it kind of spoils you. Um, I, when I uh, owned a business in California, I I had a business I started when I was 18, and did that full time for seven years, and then I moved to Pittsburgh. Okay. And I worked all sorts of places. I was a pizza boy. I worked at screen printing shops. I worked. Mm -hmm. um, I helped with some consulting for a couple other the print shops and. I worked for Coca Cola. That was like a corporate gig. Um, nothing lasted, nothing like it just uh like it was very tough and, and the one like one place that I, I was at that the longest it was like I would butt heads with the owner because it was like, you know, I could do this so much better than you can and you know, you're telling me what to do and I'm like, This is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to be as empathetic as possible with the people that I work with um, with, you know, being open to their ideas or, or, um, you know, trying to be not just some crappy boss that's going to tell you what to do. You know, um, it can, it can be, I know that like, when you see something that's going the wrong direction, it can be totally heartbreaking and like, kind of like, you know, you don't want to put any more effort in if, if, Mm -hmm. if it's just going to waste essentially, or, not and, the direction you're
1: expecting. Yeah, I to, Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel that like <laughs> deep here. But right. I, I know, like, uh, that's a fine line. I feel like to, for me to walk, especially. Right. You know, with so my role within shape training is I'm the training development director. Gotcha. I'm in charge of, you know, recruiting, hiring our our coaches. Got it. And then, and you know, assisting in their development. Yeah. You know, it's a team effort. I think for sure to to develop them. Yeah. As coaches, as you know, we're all working on each other or, around ourselves to develop as human beings, hmm. you know, and it's, it's a tough line sometimes I think to, to want to see the direction of the, the business head in one way, yeah, but also give people enough space and, and room for them to grow and find it on their own. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to like give them all of the answers Correct. and they're not going to like, you know, they're not actually going to learn it. Right. Or, you know, you, you just give them all the answers and you just become a micromanager. Right. Yeah, you don't want to do that either. No. No, I've, I've
0: been both spots and, um, I actually just let a couple of people go cause they wanted me to micromanage them. And I was yeah. like, nah, I'm not doing that. Um, and it, it, it was a, it was kind of a, a weird place, but, um, it, it all, it all worked out for the better. And it's like, it seems like we're heading in a, in a good direction right now. So good. sometimes it's like, it's, it's a tough decision and, and, and with, you know, you hire people and, and, uh, that's all good. But when, when you have to let them go, it can be, it's, it's not a pretty side of entrepreneurship. It can be like a breakup and like, then you got to maybe work with him for a few more weeks or like, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's definitely a part that, that people don't tell you about. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be able to, to stomach the, you know, that's one thing, um, being late on bills or, or having something big come up and you have to, you know, figure it out and and find a way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a, I there, i think that there is always a way in having that like sometimes it's it's dumb luck sometimes it's like um you're just so um like you just expect the best and you just keep going forward and then it'll work out and it does um that's that's happened to me so many times where it's like, I don't know, but we're just gonna keep going and then it and then it's fine. Yeah. Um and but think, you, you know, agree with that?
1: A lot of those situations, yeah, you don't have a choice. <laughs> right. You, yeah. You know, it's either it's either this is gonna this is gonna succeed or right. or we're all out of a job. Right. You know. It, has it, to, it could has be out succeed. of a
0: job and, and, and worse, you know, yeah. like out of a job and in debt. You know, I could either have this job and make some money or I can be um out of a job and then owe <laughs> hundred grand or something. Um so it can be you know, there, there's a lot of uh, different aspects. Obviously, depending on where you're at in the business and and uh, what's all involved. But I mean, I know that equ- the equipment that you guys have. I mean, it's not none of it's cheap. No, <laughs> and you guys have all you know commercial grade stuff. It's not stuff that you'd put in your living room. No, so it's, it's, a, it, it's a
1: commitment. Yeah.
0: Right. So. Um that's amazing though. I'm I'm really uh I'm proud of you, proud of your business. It's it's uh, definitely been something that's that's grown. Tell me a little bit about that like from when you came on in 2015 to mm-hmm. where we are what's it 7 years later? Yeah. Um where how how have you seen that growth change? You there's two spaces now. There's you, give me a little insight on that. Yeah, especially for someone that doesn't even know what, you know, shape training doesn't is. Shape is. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. So, you know, I think I'm not sure which way is the best way to go at it. Like, currently, we have about 20 uh, coaches that are on our staff. Got you. You know, I think over the seven years, um, we did an event the other day, and someone actually, like, tallied up and gave you a little bit of, like, of a, you know, this is Sam, like, this is his resume. Yeah. And they mentioned it, and they were like, he's developed, like, uh, you know, about 60 or so coaches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's not just me. I, I, should, right. I think that it's very important to, to say that the team – Effort at shape training is is very, uh, it's like the foundation. It has to, yeah. be, You know, the culture is super important. And although I'm, you know, that title, it's a team effort for sure. Right, right. Um, you know, so so we have from the start focused on training and developing coaches. Got you. And that we feel like trickles down towards our our clients and our customers. Right. Um. You know, so that's always kind of been the focus is, you know, how can we develop coaches? Mm. Um, You know, right now we have our main kind of flagship location is on Penn Avenue in East Liberty. Right. We share the same building as Duolingo. And, um, you know, we've been in there since... 2019 Mm -hmm. so we moved in about you know about a year or so right before the pandemic hit yeah took on like a bigger (laughs) a bigger lease situation which was you know great to learn from you know (laughs) maybe having a bigger space wasn't (laughs) such a great idea um you know but you you learn from things yeah you know shape from its from its like fledgling days started out with boot camps you know big situations in parks Mm. where we could just you know get a group of like-minded people together yeah who are interested in you know in in being vulnerable and okay with like being challenged with their you know of course like training is the the you know the vehicle that gets it done right but we do really look at it like it's an opportunity to see people grow right and i think we've done that like within our ownership team Mm. uh, with our coaches over the years you know i you know if i am being perfectly honest i think when like we started managing uh, you know that was my, this, this was my first like true management position as well right And i think i was always a great individual coach yeah good team player got you but you know getting into a different role is a mm. little bit of a different situation sometimes i think with entrepreneurship you for sure just have to wear so many different hats absolutely <laughs> and you know you have to learn on the fly yeah sometimes you have really good opportunities to learn from other people right um and i've been fortunate that you know our president founder uh, Yarden Brantley, who mm-hmm. you definitely need to have on this okay. uh, on this podcast. We'll, we'll get him on. Shout out to Yarden and to uh, and to Marty Heben. Um, those are our president and VP. Okay, those guys are excellent leaders, and so they give us you know I get a daily uh, opportunity to learn from really really good leaders, really good mm. people, really good managers. Right. Um, you know, even though we're uh, in the leadership team and peers together, you know, I've learned so much from those guys. Gotcha, and. You know, so we've made our mistakes, I think, over the years. But, you know, that's the the biggest thing, I think, with any endeavor you do. You have to learn from your mistakes. Right. So where we're at now, we, you know, we started out with boot camps in the parks. We opened up a, a, about a 3,000-square-foot space across from Whole Foods yep. in the Cube Creative Space, which we still have. And we have our space on uh, Penn Avenue. We did have another location in Forest Hills. Mm. Uh, that we closed during the pandemic and kind of just re you know consolidate efforts yeah so we've we've gone different directions as far as having more locations yeah and now we're kind of like back to
0: similar situation on my end you know um i had a when i was uh the brand was flower city printmakers we were in bloomfield and then we branched out and had another location down in bridgeville and shared that space with a record store and um we were there I think we signed in like October November 2019 mm. and then when the pandemic hit and, and we had just finished like building it out and, mm-hmm. and kind of making it exactly the way we wanted it to and um and, and and we learned so much after we after we closed it and I moved to a different space found a spot in uh, Etna which is 10 minutes away that uh from the from the original space and we were able to find a spot for half the price. It was twice the size. I had parking. I was able to reinvest that money into a delivery vehicle. And so since I had been doing all that marketing in Bridgeville and trying to get people in that area to, to order with me, um, we started doing free shipping and delivery. So mm. in, in a sense, it's like we can still hit that market and we can still advertise there and still kind of utilize even even though I was only there for a short time, we we still kind of pumped it up, um, and I wanted to to find a way to still be able to serve those customers and not yeah. just not make them drive all the way to the city. Yeah. And when the pandemic hit, it was just like we were so thankful for any order. And I know the cost for like shipping versus the price of the the cost of the goods, and it's 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 never more than like five percent. So it's always like. Because you know, a small order you can put in an envelope and a big order you put in a box, but for you know, a giant orders, hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. and so that ships for 10. Um, so it always seems to seems to work out and, and it makes sense on our end just to like, all right, cool, thanks for the order. We, you know, uh, if someone's ordering for me consistently or they're spending a lot of money, if I saw them out, I'd buy them a drink anyways. So it's like kind of the same thing, like sure, I'll pay for your shipping, you yeah. know. Um, but being able to, to take that loss at the beginning um, and work through the pandemic and figure out exactly where we need to be and kind of reconfigure. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely. It challenged us to that point to where we needed to create a different opportunity, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, necessity is the, the mother of invention. Mm. Right. So like, you know, in the sixties, fifties, sixties, they're building these heavy cars that are just like, you know, made out of pure steel or whatever. And, uh, you know they start making them lighter and lighter, and like they could have done that the whole time, but they didn't need to right you know, so it's that necessity, and they're like, oh, okay, well now we gotta change this, so we we'll yeah. figure it out,
1: yeah and we don't you get to a point where you're like you you don't have a choice <laughs> right, you're gonna figure something out, yeah,
0: <laughs> we make laws about it now, <laughs> um, so I love that, and uh give me an idea of like where you might expect or um, hope that that you are at personally in the next upcoming years. It could be one, five, 10. And then as well as for shape, like what you, if, if, um, I mean, I know nothing's ever perfect, but it's fun to kind of listen back later and just be like, Oh, that was my goal then. And yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, let's see. So like one of the goals that we had, you know, as a team originally planned for and kind of set out was to have, well mainly to change the industry yeah you know we felt like the the fitness industry as a whole is uh, a little broken you know maybe neglect some aspects 100 of of people's lives that that we feel like we do really well with yeah um namely you know strength training and getting people to move well and and really to to commit to themselves gotcha you know i think um you know that's where we'd like to see is like we would like to have a major influence on mm. on people. Yeah. You know I think if we can make a big enough impact on on our community and then hopefully a bigger community. Yeah. You know then that affords us a chance to have a bigger you know make more have a bigger influence. Yeah. Make more money, have some more free time. Mm. And ultimately, you know, make the biggest possible impact. Gotcha. That was one of the reasons that I think when I started to train in um, 2011, I started to get the idea of like, you know, if I train for the rest of my life, at what's at some point I'm going to break down, Yeah, you know, I'm going to get physically fatigued of doing that. Sure. Uh, and hopefully that's not the case, but you know, if we're being realistic, it probably would be. Um, but I'd like to see that, you know, if I'm training, I can maybe train, I have enough time to train 20 people. Yeah and that's going to be a, a, a lot of work yeah but if i feel like i can coach and educate and develop 20 coaches and yeah they can train 20 people yeah then my reach becomes that much for right them. so you know i love teaching i love developing gotcha myself and I love right. developing others um so i you know if i was gonna guess where i was in the future it'd be some you know just developing coaches in a, in a Bigger sense on gotcha. a larger level, okay, um, impacting people, you know, in that way of education, right? You know, we just did a, uh, yard and I just did a, a kind of a presentation at a local AARP group, okay, in uh, in Green Tree, yeah, and you know, so we serve clients, you know, as young as probably eight to ten, yeah, and all the way up into their eighties. The oldest client at one point that I had for for a very short time was ninety five. Got it, um, but. You know we love our our legends as we call them the older yeah. folks. And yeah, yeah. You know they they are some of our best clients. Gotcha. And you know, they so got some
0: time. They do have time, <laughs> and they have
1: a lot of wisdom and, yeah. and a lot of uh, focus. Um, I on love it. What they want to get done. Yeah. You know, so it's it, they're really they're a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know I like that kind of opportunity to do workshops and, and educate.
0: Got you. Yeah. So more of that if you could.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it, you know it. You know our brand. motto is strong elite lifestyle yeah i think we're pretty good at getting people strong yeah we i think our culture does a really good job of making people feel elite where Mm -hmm. maybe they had never you know sometimes i think one of the terms that i like is it's like an adult onset athlete yeah you know you're someone who maybe never had the feeling that you were an athlete or were like in tune with your body Mm. growing up and we'd like to You know, I think we do a really good job of helping people to find that for themselves. Got you. Uh, And then lifestyle is like, lifestyle is the last one. It's like when you are fully bought in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm no longer doing things for like easy gratification. Right. You know, or whatever it might be. Like this is, this, what I eat and drink and put into my body tonight is going to impact how well I sleep tonight and what I do tomorrow and all of these things. So it really does become a little bit more of a lifestyle and, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately a community. Right. You know, so that's, that's what we'd love to see.
0: Got you. I love that. Um, I'm curious about like the range of um, if, if uh, a new customer was coming in the door. Yeah. About what could, could they expect low end to high end that they might spend in a month? Is that, is that like a th- a question or, or is it more of like a, a longer term type thing?
1: So, you know, I think. Anytime we talk to people about, you know, what it's going to cost, you know, you have to look at what kind of value you're going to get out of the training.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: And, you know, part of that's on our side and part of that's, you know, for us to deliver a good product and um, make it, make it valuable for you. Yeah. Um, And, you know, training is very much a a habit based, you know, activity. It's, it's a, it's a relationship with yourself. It's a relationship with your coach. Love it. Um, you know, so to the short answer to your question, you know, if you were going to do one-on-one training would be, you know, you'd be looking to probably pay like between 200 and however you much want to pay, how much you want to pay us (laughs) (laughs) for a month. Um, Got you.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, um, for people that, I mean, and that, that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. Obviously you do good work, you get paid well. I'm proud of that. Um, I'm proud of doing the work that I do and going home at the end of the day with, knowing that I did a good job yeah. um, there. Is, it seems like sometimes, especially when you said elite, you know, there can be kind of like an entry fee to, you know, get to this lifestyle. You do, do it. But at the same time, anyone could go run down the block. Yeah. You know, anyone could do watch, watch some YouTube videos and try to figure out it themselves and get in shape and whatever. Um, are there any programs that you know of around Pittsburgh where like, it's um, like low cost or free that like people can, can do that kind of stuff, and then once they maybe feel like they're at a, a better level, do something at shape. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, like, um, that's a good question. To be honest, yeah. as far as like low low barrier to entry, um, low cost, yeah, driven things. Um, you know, I think that the city does a great job of opening up their trails and their parks. Yeah. you know, for people to to be active in. Right. We. You know, our effort on that on that note is, you know, we do get out somewhat regularly and more so in the summer yeah. to do, you know, free events, gotcha. uh, boot camps. We'll get out in front of uh, groups of people in cool. pu- public places. So
0: follow social media and, mm-hmm. and people will find that. Mm-hmm. And Got yeah, it. For
1: us, you know, we do uh, some partnership with like Made in Pittsburgh, yep. with uh, Sweatnet Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, you know, so we'll do events at, you know, the, the terminal mm-hmm. in the Strip District. We've done ones with Open Streets Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, coming up. That's ones probably they do I think 3 or 3 or 4 each month Ye- each summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh or they just block it, block off some of the streets and let, <laughs> literally Super let fun. You just be out there in the open. So yeah. we'll, we'll be uh you know we're usually a part of those events. Got it. Uh I think there's one in East Liberty in July. Okay. So if you're looking to be yeah. near us and open streets where you know it's opened up. Okay. We'll we'll definitely be uh, out and about during that time.
0: Absolutely love it. Um, so now to get into a little bit more of the, the meat, mm. um, like you were saying, you've learned some things as an entrepreneur that you n- maybe never really expected to learn. Mm. You know, can you give me a couple of examples of some stuff like that?
1: I think, um, I think patience. I think it's really, ex- it's easy to fall into a trap mm. of, big goals and excitement early on yeah. and you know, everybody's in a good mood and, and excited mm-hmm. for, for what you have coming up and you need you, that though. You do need that. You do need that motivation to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to drive you. And it's amazing. I think, you know, uh, you can look at how easy it is to say like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to do all of these things yeah. and then put this list together and, you know, I'm going to like conquer the world. Yeah. And you think, how You know, you, get, you can get overwhelmed or, uh, you know, disappointed or whatever it might feel like yeah. that you weren't able to accomplish all of these things in a short span of time. Right. And I think that's an easy way to set yourself up for failure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think...
0: There's a long game.
1: There's a long game. Yeah. And the long game is, you know, you just do a little bit each day. Yeah. And you just take, like, I think that's, you know, where, like training yeah comes into play and like yeah. it actually helps me learn a lot of lessons for entrepreneurship and right. business you know like if i was gonna run you know say I, like i'm not a big runner but i'm dipping my toes in the water yeah and trying to do some some things that are a little bit of a stretch for me got you and so if mentally it's like just one more step you know yeah if i think about the whole if i whatever length of you know like uh, mm. like Brittany just did the a shit ton of hiking. I don't yeah, know if I can swear on there. No, you're good. <laughs> she did so much hiking, right? Just in this trip yeah. to Grand Canyon. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm gonna be doing a similar crazy trip here coming up at the like, mid end of July. Okay. Where like one of the guys that I coach is uh, a distance coach. Okay. And so I train, I train, I train him for strength. Okay. And he's out in Flagstaff this summer. Gotcha. Right. And so one of the things that we're going to, I'm going to go visit him and we're going to do rim to rim. Yeah. And try to do it in one day. Yep. And I know that like he wants to, I'm sure that like I asked him like, how long do you think this is going to take us? And he's <laughs> like, I have a number in mind. Yeah. But he won't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think like, I guess to get back to my point is like the, the running, the training that, you know, that I do yeah. for my phys- for my own physical self and the stuff that I work on with my clients. Right. It's, it's so much easier for us to get progress if we focus on just what's immediately in front of us Yeah. than to think, okay, I have to run 26 miles. Correct. If you think about 26 miles, you're going to get overwhelmed. Absolutely. You think about like how much further you have yeah. to go in the business to get to the point where you want to be. Absolutely. You're going to like just feel like right. you're going to get a panic attack. <laughs> like, right. right. So yeah. that, that little bit each I've been, day helps.
0: I've been uh, compartmentalizing different parts of my business, um, that like it originally when I first started, it was just one email address, Josh at, and then everyone just emailed that to place an order. Okay, And, um, and then I I split that off into two print at, you know, print at PJH print ship. It's kind of subliminal people. You're know, like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. Um And so, but then people were still emailing my email and then doing that. And now, now everything's placed online, but I still need to separate different things. We do, Um, you know, we make signs, we make copies, we make, um, we do all sorts of like bulk printing and, and, um, it can't all just flood into one. I have to like kind of divvy it up so that I can focus on one thing, get that done, focus on the next thing, get that done. Um, and so it's been a, it's been a a work in progress and I, and I feel like we've kind of honed in on that, but definitely need to, um, practicing that where we are, you know, working on just just the work at hand. I mean, having a scope and understanding what that long game is, mm. the goals super important. Yeah. But being able to focus on what we're we're focused on at the moment is has definitely been uh, a recent key to, to the success that I've had for sure. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I love seeing that. Um, uh, how about in, anything else like um, that you've gone through that maybe like you didn't expect that like you were going to learn something you were just like like, well, I guess, I guess I know that now. I mean, I know like the pandemic and stuff, but.
1: Sure. Uh, You know, I think in, in management, you know, I think you have to be able to compartmentalize and, and separate, you know, right. Being trying to be someone's mentor and and develop, you know, have their best interests in mind Mm. Um, and that desire to like, be liked, yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a learning curve to like say, you know, this is the team and I am part of the team, yeah. But there's also, you know, uh, kind of like that invisible line mm-hmm. or unspoken, you know, situation where like you know, no matter how you know tight or well you know your your team members, if you're the boss, yeah, you know, air quotes the boss you know it's just a little bit of a different dynamic. Yeah. And you know so being okay with holding people accountable yep. and delivering truths that you need to help further yeah. the business. Absolutely. versus you know being friends and buddy buddy. Yeah. You know it's like you have to kind of walk that line.
0: Right. No, I had we this week I had to have a conversation where um you know it was not comfortable and and it was kind of like hey uh there's this thing that you're doing and we kind of need you to stop <laughs> 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 um you know that's uh there's a time and place and and uh the day-to-day isn't really the time and place yeah. you know we can do we could have meetings and stuff and talk about this stuff but um you know too much can be it, it can kind of weigh everyone down mm-hmm. so um we're which is good i mean i'm glad because he, he was able to okay And then like, that's it. You just need to,
1: a lot of times it's just not a problem. No, Um, it's just just just, actually just speak honestly about it. Right. And and most people are pretty okay with, you know, hearing those things. Right. And they understand where you're coming from too. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad person. It's not a personal attack. Right. It's just, you know, we all have one goal in mind. Yeah. And sometimes we need to, like it, it, it works up and down and side to side, you know. Yeah leadership also needs to improve and grow in ways. Yeah. So it's, it's it's not (laughs) every day, man. It doesn't just go down. (laughs) Right. Right. So
0: I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years and this business is, is eight years old. So, um, it's still so much to learn. And like long game for me is that, you know, I would eventually like to consult with small businesses that are trying to grow. And, um, helping them whether that's with marketing or business development and for me it's like i don't think that i'm going to get a big opportunity for that until i'm a little bit older okay and have you know 20 some years experience under my belt mm. and um you know maybe that's 100 episodes podcast episodes you know where we're talking about business um i don't know exactly what that is i've, I've had a few meetings even recently where where I'm, i am kind of helping out whether it's you know lunch or or whatever and And I I just find, I think that that's super rewarding, Mm -hmm. but I know that doing the business, I love the business, um, the, the economics of it, the ins and outs, the, the failures and the, you know, when a customer's mad and when they're super happy, obviously it's super happy way more of the time. Um, but like every single aspect of it, it, and, and I I think I'm kind of crazy for it. Like I love it. Like, I, I'm just like, oh, that's how that works. And like, or like, <laughs> that's that feeling. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, like okay, like I'm discovering it and trying to figure out like exactly every nuance so that like you can give me any kind of business. It's it's, it's not, not necessarily wrapped around in my head like how things work in a printing business. Right. Um, even though that's where, you know, most of my strength comes from, there's still a lot, any business can apply to, you know, you gotta have money coming in. You gotta have money going out. You gotta, you know, what is it you're you're selling? Is it your time? Is it a product? Whatever. And uh, I mean, for the first time today, we we're down to three people, and so we made it so that if you want to come in, um, you need to schedule an appointment. It costs fifty bucks, okay, and you get an hour, uh, and you pick who you want to make an appointment with. Okay. So someone made an appointment with me, and they and they get as soon as they make the appointment, they get an invoice via QuickBooks. It says on there fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. And so they did it, they paid and they showed up and I, I stopped what I was doing for an hour and met with them, showed them all sorts of di- different types of paper and, you know, I was talking with them and, and I think that they left well-informed and they got they got a lot out of it. Um, but for me, you know, and being in business for this long, I feel like that was a, it was never a personal goal of mine, but for someone to pay me to stop working and, and spend time with them, yeah. it was like, wow, I I was, for the first time, I was able to, not lose out on the money that i would have been making that hour mm-hmm. and you know like be getting like i could chit chat all day and like there to an extent i might enjoy that mm-hmm. maybe the first five or ten minutes and then i'm
1: like all right i, I gotta get back to work or you else someone's be, gonna
0: yeah. walk in and wondering where their order is and yeah. i'm just chatting here and like that's not gonna
1: look good. You, i think even though it's it's a business building conversation or like opportunity for you yeah it may not immediately see you like on your, on your right. bottom line. Yeah. And so you kind of feel like you're cheating the business. Right. Yeah. I understand that.
0: So, I mean, every single, yeah, of course, every single part is going to pay off eventually. And so like lunches or, you know, those conversations, like it, there's a time and place for sure. Mm-hmm. But having someone that was like, yeah, I'll book you, I'll spend the 50 bucks, um, you know, and they did it same day and I, I stopped what I was doing and, and it was, uh, it was really nice. It was nice to, to, uh, Validating. felt felt yeah, yeah. felt like the, they valued my time enough to you know not just barge in and start asking a bunch of questions and uh, which i mean people do every day it's not not necessarily a bad thing but um trying to uh teach and motivate our customers to to be a little bit more respectful mm. the, there's been a big shift since not just the pandemic but um there's there's been a decent change just in like the uh printing businesses in general uh, we've had about five to 10 since like in, in the last three or four years that have closed and uh, whether it Pittsburgh. was retired, uh, one went bankrupt, most of them were retirement. Um, yeah. Just in Pittsburgh. Okay. And uh, just local, like real, real local to here. And it's, uh, it's, in, it kind of put us in a good spot. Five of them retired before the pandemic in 2019. Okay. And so it was like, uh, kind of a blessing for us because it put us in a spot where like you had all these people that were nor- used to shopping with like a local place. Right. So they're Googling, you know, like, Hey, where can I get printing local? Mm-hmm. We came up, we were able to, to serve a lot of this. Oh, I used to go to this place, but they closed. I don't know what happened. And, you know, and, and it was, it was great to to be able to kind of uh, absorb some of those customers mm-hmm. Um in a, in a, it seemed like a, a pretty ethical way Uh where like, it's yeah, just stepping on. Your part, toes. Yeah. Like I wasn't, um, you know, and there's been, we've done really well on like social media and stuff. And, and there's, there is, there was a shop that actually went, went under and like, you know, and I still, I like them, um, but they, uh, they were actively going after and they would DM anytime we, we, we post about someone's order, they would go and they DM that customer. Hey, are you happy with that? Do you, do you want, um, is there anything we could do for you? Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. I it's karma. like, that's yeah asking, that's asking for trouble right and so and then they close so it's kind of like it, it can be like a ha-ha moment kind of but at the same time it's like i i still i i wish the best for you to say even though you, yeah. you know screw me go ahead but at the same time i'm the one with you know six thousand followers you got 600 there's a reason because <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing it well and you're yeah. trying to just
1: and, and i never think that like you know the uh, all the like rising tide rises yeah. all ships. absolutely you know, so yeah. right it it doesn't do anybody good to to trash talk or downplay other other people that are in your same industry. Profession, right. Absolutely. Um,
0: Is there, um, like, when you, like, we have, you know, corporate places where, you know, in printing, where it's like now there might be two places that are like retail, me and the place in the south side. Mm -hmm. And there's not really anyone else I can think of in town that that, that deals with, like – customer like walk-ins and same day and and that kind of stuff and we're trying to get away from more of that most of our orders are placed online yeah but like without being like a corporate spot like i mean i know you got like or Siri and la fitness and like all sorts of stuff like planet fitness mm-hmm. um like for you you guys have your your small businesses um it, it it's very interesting for me to see like how many customers there are, and how many like like what their trends are, why people will sh- will go to Vistaprint versus local, or or mm-hmm. what they'll what they'll spend their money on. Yeah. Um. For you, when you're looking at those trends and everything, like what, what like I have my thoughts and opinions, of course, you know. Um. Like you wouldn't let Spotify DJ your wedding, you know what I mean? Why would you let Vistaprint Print print for for your wedding? Like <laughs> sure. like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's it's to me it's like the same thing in my head, but yeah. trying to communicate that to customers. Um, and, and I'm not trying to convert anyone. If you, if you love VistaPrint, print, you want to go there like, okay, like that's, that's not great. Like people love Amazon <laughs> and I'm like, eh, that's probably not great. Um, but there, you know, there's a way to go about it, but for you, like as a, as a small business and you're, you, there is those big giants and then mm-hmm. there's you guys that are, you know, maybe smaller, more medium, like what's, what's that comparison where like, you know, I have, I have my thing in my head where. Like, is there, is there anything like, is there a certain type of customer that like what, like you want to try to convert them from, um, you know, like mm-hmm. a corporate place and okay. you're like, man, like how can I convince you mm-hmm. or, or show you that there's way more value when you come to a business like ours? Sure. Like
1: what's that difference? Yeah. No, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know, like how do we separate ourselves from the corporate situations? Right. Right. Um, we, you know, I think it, we look at. If you kind of take a step back and look at who our customers are, yeah, I think the common thread is that they're all top performers. Like got you. If you look at whatever industry that they are in for their own professions, yeah, whether you know it be medicine or uh, an attorney or mm. a, a salesperson or business, an entrepreneur yeah. of their own, got you. We feel like those people that train with us are looking for just that little bit of extra expertise, got you, and that extra value, mm. and so. You know, you kind of you know it when you see it. Yeah. And we're not, Mm. you know, I think if you know if you know us and like who the partners are, like we're tough workers. You know, we're we're blue collar. We're not like right. We're not boutique. Um, we're you know if you come and take a class or train with us, you you know that you're gonna work. Yeah. Uh, But I think if you come and look at our facility, yeah. And you just had a chance to walk around, like everything's clean. Yeah pretty new and, and nice and shiny. So it kind of has that like boutique feel. Got it. Um, but w- it's really just like attention to detail. Yeah. You know, I think we really care about everything from like the moment that you walk into the gym right. and you know, who you're going to meet with, who your coaches, uh, how much care that and attention they give to you as an individual, as mm-hmm. you know, their client. Got it. That's, I think the biggest difference that you, know, you, you, see, yeah. People are willing to pay a little bit more yeah. to get that extra attention. Gotcha. And know that like know that it's gonna be a quality product. Right.
0: That's amazing. And I mean when you're investing in yourself, um and like it, it makes sense. It makes sense to to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I enjoy I enjoy that 'cause it, it uh it gives you some accountability. Um mm-hmm. I've I've gone to the gym off and on and then I've gone with a trainer and like the, the trainer is even just like at a you know at a, a place like LA Fitness, you know they're they're at least gonna get you up and working and sweating and, yeah. and, and you know to a to a, a decent level to where you know if you were doing something kind of wrong, they would show you at least a little bit how to how to do it mm-hmm. right. Um, so I I mean part on a personal level, I absolutely see the value. Um, and then you know when when you when you start to to grow in in that and really challenge yourself, and you have um, not have time, but make time mm-hmm. to to like work on yourself and and uh and do that I think that that's that's exactly where a lot of people want to be so that that's really wonderful i'm 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 glad you're doing what you're doing. I think that working with the community you have um i think it's it's a a good relationship where you're getting a lot out of it, and they are as well mm-hmm. and so um I think that that's that's awesome as far as, as far as business goes and as far as uh as the the way that you operate i think everything seems like it's uh it's kind of works out really well um i want to ask you about having six owners yeah um you know (laughs) what i know like i my first business i was a partner and it was my brother and so it was like 50 50 situation and Mm. and we had to agree on things to to make it work and wasn't it wasn't maybe as as nice as six people where um, you might have some board meetings and, and uh you know do your thing. Um where, you know, you you only have one and and it's family, so we mm. you know, we would uh our our situation was that we would argue until we until we agreed and sometimes that that would take a while. That doesn't um, sound too foreign. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um so we would just uh we would hash it out and, and, and very much like brothers and and figure it out eventually. Um, and we would keep hounding, if it was some, a direction we wanted to change, mm-hmm. um, we'd kind of keep hounding each other until we got to that place. And, um, and so, we, uh, yeah, I want to know kind of how, about how it works on your end.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know, I think sometimes people hear that initially, their initial like reaction is like, well, how do you manage that? How do you like all agree right. Right? and go in the right direction? Yeah. You know, cause I think. You know, too many hands of the pot can be absolutely bad situation. <laughs> right, um, but I think we've you know we've known each other for for some time. Yeah, I think there's a level of trust mm. that even if you don't necessarily agree with that particular situation, yeah, you know, you know that everybody has the best interest in mind. Yeah, and that it's moving, you know, generally in the right direction. Yeah, and I think that's also being like humble enough to know that like not every single decision is, is going to be one you agree with, going to be the ones you agree with. Right. And right. It, and some of the ones that you don't agree with are the ones that turn out to be the best. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a, a big aspect of it is, you know, you kind of have to put away that ego. Yeah. Um, be completely, you know, comfortable with sharing how you feel about something, even if it's against the majority. Right. It's not the popular uh, yeah. opinion. Right. Um,
0: being a yes man is not uh, no, it's a, always it productive. It
1: doesn't serve anyone. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we've, we've grown, we've kind of, and we know each other a little bit better. Yeah. And know, like if someone feels like really strongly about something yeah. or if it's kind of like a little bit. Right. But, you know, I think that's, like I said before, I think we have really good leadership. Yeah. And it helps us to feel comfortable to share what, you know, your thoughts are, but also know that. The ship's headed in the right direction yeah absolutely
0: yeah yeah i've uh i've had some experience with that as uh with the like not just being a yes man for everything mm. i mean people can send me stuff to print and i'll print it um but if they ask my opinion or if i um you know if i see some so, if i see what they're trying to do mm. and i think that what they're what they're asking for isn't really the, what they're going to end up liking because that's going to be a reflection on me too. Cause when they get it, they're not going to be as, you know, it's, if it's not the thing that they think that they're getting, mm. um, they might say it and, or order it. And then when they get it, they're Let like, Oh, wait, this, this isn't it. Yeah. Um, so I want to give my input and I want to um, help them. But at the same time, like from that business aspect, um, I have I have had to learn, you know, not to give unsolicited advice <laughs> for p- some people aren't in the spot where they want it or they you know, want to hear it. And even though I might have something where I'm like, oh, this would be a good gem. I think you really grow if you do this thing. Um, you know, that's there, there's been some aspects where that might turn someone off. So I've definitely had to learn how to balance that in a yeah. sense. Um, but there are a lot of opportunities where I'm able to, um, you know, kind of speak my mind and um, be a little bit maybe out of the box or, um, do something where they might not have, uh, gone that direction. And then usually it ends up being something they really love. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to, um, be creative in that sense. Um, I, as an artist, it can be hard because sometimes I'll go months without making any art. Mm. And, uh, and even though I'm around it all day long and that's like, I feel like that's kind of my art is, doing the reproductions and making sure that my, you know, like it might be someone else's work, but me printing it is, is, is a a medium, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we definitely get some of that like energy, uh, is, is flowing just by being around it and being by around so many other creative people. Mm -hmm. It's definitely created a, a sense of belonging and community in that, in that, uh, aspect. And we've, we've grown a lot in art, um, art reproductions and art printing, since the pandemic we kind of made that shift um from like we were doing a lot of stuff with venues and restaurants and stuff like that and then pandemic hit none of of those existed that's fair so we kind of had to like double down on um you know what was working and it's like oh well these bartenders were artists that you know they couldn't now they're they're getting unemployment and they're getting paid Mm. and so they can make art and now they can make prints and they could sell them and Um, that they can make money that way. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes like we're able to, um, you know, if, if I have a day where like I did the math one time, a a day where I make a thousand dollars selling art prints. And that's, I mean, that's a full day's worth of work um, on our end, but they're turning around and selling those prints. Um, And this is not just one artist. I mean, this is probably, you know, 30, 40 orders. And, you know, so they're, taking those prints and then they're selling them. They might get a print for three or $5 and sell it for 15, 20, $30. You know, if I make a thousand, then the community is hopefully, you know, making anywhere between 10 and $30,000. And so it's, and, and to be able to do that somewhat consistently throughout the week is like that, that must mean that this community is, is working and growing. And we, we sell stuff to to kids that are out of state and stuff like that too. So um, it's been, it's been really fun to watch grow um, and I'm sure you have that similar aspect like when you were talking about shape and like kind of how it's grown over time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had we've had a lot of different you know, w- m- buildings. I started my apartment and then I had a artist studio space and then I moved in with a screen printing shop. We were, we were there and then we were Flower City and then moved yeah. here and um, mm-hmm. so it's been, um, a, and a lot of customers have, have followed me from, from day one. Mm-hmm. I still have That's a good like design. original dozen <laughs> then I and I and like first dozen customers and and like three or four of them still order regularly. That's awesome. And it's like like what the heck, man. That's yeah. yeah it it is really, really cool.
1: It's cool to hear like as you you know as you talk about that like yeah to hear you even though everything is kind of like shifted for you over the years like yeah how, you know you still find gratitude in all of the absolutely you know pieces of the puzzle along the way. Yeah,
0: you, I got chills right now. <laughs> yeah, you got to stay humble. Um, You know, uh, there's there's no jobs that I would ask someone else to do that I wouldn't do myself. Mm. Um, and, and if no one is doing it, I'm doing it. So it's like, I, you know, I've worked with people that are too proud to do things mm. and it's like, all right, I'll do it. And, you know, um, I think that that's what, you, what definitely sets you apart as, as someone who is the, uh, the leader or the boss or whatever. Um, I mean, if no one's there, it's going to get done whether, you know, like i was clogged, I was, a <laughs> I was trying to fix a clogged toilet today cuz it's just like yeah, I don't think those things right. ever change. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's uh you just no one else wants to do it. <laughs> but somebody's you know? got to do it. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh that's part of the fun part I think is uh you know figuring out exactly uh where where to be humble, where to, you know, um I did have some good advice a long time ago when I was first starting out. Okay. From a guy, his name is Daniel Verdugo. He owned some newspapers out in California. And um, he told me, figure out what you do well mm. and uh, hire other people to do the rest. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you could spend all day on a project that you're not very good at <laughs> and it doesn't turn out very well. Right. And you could have ju- spent that whole day doing what you do well.
1: And somebody else could have got that done in like 10 e- minutes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And done it beautifully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no it's it's important to know where your strengths are and where you're, where they're not. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And and we find that I think we find that pretty early on. I'm still I'm I'm still I think I'll forever be finding that and developing that, but um def- definitely That's worth life. noting. <laughs> yeah. Um what do you think are there any areas where you've learned are like this is a good strength or weakness where you're like okay, I got to I can't be doing this anymore or you know, I want to be doing more
1: of that. Oof. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the shift you know, as you, as you scale, yeah. you know, hopefully that's something that will be in our future is, uh, is just to become more efficient with things. Uh, and sometimes that's to, to put on, like I said earlier, like put on different hats, you know, so as we grow, like, right. I love training. Uh, I, you know, my, my small group of clients that I see on yeah. a regular basis, you know, they're they're some of the most important people in my life. Right. And I'm sure that I'm likewise, you know, I've been told that I'm that for them. Right. Which is a good feeling. Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, you can't really put a value to that. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, in order for the business to grow, you know, some things have to shift. and Correct. You know, responsibilities change. Um, mm. You know, so I think if I was going to look at what I'm really good at, I'm really good at like, I, Developing, mm-hmm. uh, identifying coaches, developing them, yeah. m- mentoring them, you know, helping them get to a point where they're, you know, able to run and flourish on their own. Gotcha. And you know that's really fulfilling for me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and now these are people yeah. that already have some sort of training sometimes, and uh, certificate yes. or whatever. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes yeah. no. Okay.
1: Um, we do have interns from yeah. local universities. Got gotcha. Uh, we do a partnership with the, the national Academy of sports medicine. Okay. And they'll do like what they call is it. They call it a gym turn. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so we've had coaches that have come on in that route. Okay. And you know, it's just fun. It's, it's fun, I think to work with coaches of all levels. Yeah. Know, uh, I think the biggest thing that I enjoy is like an open mind. Someone that's like willing, right. willing to right. grow and learn 100%. And, you know, doesn't think that they know everything already.
0: Oh man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know? So I I actually some of the my favorite coaches to work with are the ones that like don't have like any background whatsoever. Yeah. And they're like this like shapeless mold of clay that's yeah. like just ready Love willing to learn. Willingness. Know, yeah, and you know, you see some other coaches that <laughs> have been it, been in it for a, a, you know a little bit, or you know maybe they have a degree or two, and they think that they're you know God's gift to training and sure, you're like yeah, you might be pretty good, but you're cancer to the team, right? Or, you know, whatever it not might pliable, be. yeah, like you, right, you know, you're not willing to be, yeah, you're you're fixed in your mindset, you're not willing to to hear right. what other people have to right. say, and yeah, you know, th- you're. You're so foolish if you think that you're, you've already made it at any point in your life, yeah. in any yeah. aspect of your life. Absolutely. If you're not still like learning and growing, you've already failed.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, on that on that note, um, this last weekend we, uh, my fiance and I, we bartended. Okay. At a uh, at a, a backyard, um, high school graduation party. And uh, it was most of the adult you know obviously the adults that were that needed a bartender, yeah. but it was like catered and and um it was uh you know a friend of a friend was was good to do it, and they got booked, and it was supposed to just be pouring wine and beer for a couple hundred bucks, and it's like <laughs> all, right, all right sure <laughs> yeah, <they're> sure cocktails <laughs> yeah and uh, and then it turned into like they they brought out the whole bar set, and um you know I'm like I can make it. A drink that's no problem but like i was i'm not like a trained bartender and uh and so he the the guy that was in charge of the catering um he's like we asked him at the end we're like could you tell that we're not bartenders he's like i could tell in the beginning first thing someone asked me um you know can you make me an old-fashioned and i was like how do you make your old-fashioned <laughs> <laughs> and they walked me through the whole thing it's hilarious that's no awesome. one was there yet it was like um, That's a great way to do it. Yeah. No, I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to do it this way. And he, you know, at the end, he, the guy said, you know, I, I would r- rather have you guys and your willingness mm. and your attitude and, you know, you're walking around busing and clearing off the tables and mm. taking out the trash and, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever needs to be done mm-hmm. versus someone that knows everything, but they think that they're too cool yeah. to go out and do all the work. It's culture. You know?
1: Yeah. It's not a good, you know? So, Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that culture is definitely, um, I love, I love that, that you said that culture, cause that's, I think that that, that really is what shines through in a lot of people and the people that you, uh, that you want to have on your team are the ones that, that will see what it is and, and see what it takes and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. I love that. So, um, is there anything that you would like to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with like anything you want to say to anyone listening. Um, and then, um, we'll get like all your social media and stuff and like how to, how to follow you, find you sure.
1: and the, and the gym as well. Uh, you know, I think, uh, kind of like what I had said earlier, like about setting your sights on things and, and just taking that one step each day, mm. you know, don't, we always kind of like over, we overestimate how much we think we can get done in a, in a year or so. We <laughs> <Let me laughs> Underestimate how much we can get done in you know, five, 10 years. Right. If you just stay the course and just keep taking that one step each day. Yeah. It's, you know, from a mental health standpoint, from yeah. a, from a productivity standpoint, yes, it's, it's so big. Absolutely. Yeah. One step.
0: Amazing. I love it. Um, and
1: then all your, uh, your info, yeah, how can people so, find you? Um, if you're looking on Instagram, on oh, what am I? Am I on Twitter? I don't know. No, I am on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I really don't post. Instagram is my main one. Got you. It's Sam underscore Shapes underscore Training.
0: Cool. Yeah. And then uh, anything you'll, there, you'll people will be able to find, you know, videos and pictures yep. and stuff. Yeah,
1: there's there's videos, links to yeah. to the business, which is just www.shapetrain.com. Cool. Uh, our shape, our, uh, handle on Instagram is shapetrain412. Cool. And do people walk in
0: or like, yes. is it,
1: is it something where you want an appointment or we prefer appointments? We prefer yeah. appointments. Yeah. You know, I think to plan our time, it makes it of easier course. so we can actually give you. There's them.
0: not someone, no front desk. We, no. Yeah. We
1: don't have a, a front desk staff. Um, yeah. pandemic kind of crushed that, <laughs> but <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah, having, having a, an appointment so we can give you some dedicated attention is, yeah. is the best route to go. Gotcha. you. Yeah. Right on.
0: Love that. And you can schedule that on the website?
1: You can schedule that through the website. Yeah. Cool. Love that.
0: Um well, thanks so much for being on. I'm going to yeah. do my little sign off thing here. Absolutely. Um if you want to check uh, out my printing business, it's pghprintship.com and uh we do all sorts uh, of different types uh, of prints and um anything for business, artist, um lots of lots of different uh types of clientele. We have about 6,000 people that we work with and uh it's it's a lot of fun getting to know each one and and exactly what they need and and how to work with them and uh and so it's we've we've been doing a lot of wedding stuff recently and uh i love that stuff it's all got to be real perfect and and uh it's fun it's a fun challenge to like make sure that i'm at the top of my game uh versus like a, a concert flyer where you know as long as it has the info we're pretty good um and uh we appreciate you listening to the podcast, Awful Discussions, and uh, we uh, wouldn't be here with, without you, without you listening, so thank you so much. I, I hope you'll enjoy another episode if, uh, if this is your first time checking it out. I normally have, or for the past about 10, 10 or so episodes, I've had a good friend, Corio Chai, who does the art of conversation that normally has been joining me. We do like a co-host type situation, so um, that's been a lot of fun, and we'll be doing that more but today he couldn't join us and uh and we were uh we were talking about it earlier this week and uh, you know wishing that he could be here so he'll be back on next time and uh hope to hope to catch you soon